How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Guess what's in store? Life After Lemons. The podcast with Paul Cook. This is Dwayne The Rock Johnson. If you ever stop listening to The Paul Cook Show, Life After Lemons, I am coming for you. Academy Award right here. (laughs) For the past 20 years, I've been fascinated with discovering ways for people to overcome obstacles. Then my wife and I both were diagnosed with different advanced cases of cancer here in our 40s. Life After Lemons. So I cannot wait to work together with you and my compelling guests to seek and share examples of rare victory right here on this podcast every time you click on a new episode life after lemons the podcast with paul cook <laughs> i think so about that well hello thank you so much for tuning in to life after lemons today we've got an incredible show for you oh my gosh a one-of-a-kind but first i want to check in how are you doing in our COVID-19 world, getting back to school after an unprecedented end to the school year? Now, still more you don't know, indecision, people trying to find their way, and you still trying to make it work, maybe doing some homeschooling. I am with you, and we feel your pain. I bet you know someone who just keeps getting hammered with bad news on top of bad news. A person who thought, okay, that's behind me. Now it's time for the good life. I was that guy. I can't even put into words what I thought. And so you were saying that you were Googling things and that I was there too. Like, for you. It was different when it was me. I felt like I had more control over it. But with you, it seemed just so like... There was no control, and it was it was a hard time. And that is my wife, Jennifer Cook. We will go in-depth with what it was like for both of us with cancer and everything else and where we are now. She doesn't talk on the microphone very much. It's hard to get her in the room, so I'm uh, honored that she agreed to do that. It's going to be uh, special. At least for me, it will. And with the presidential election coming up very soon, also that will be unprecedented with how it goes down and during these crazy times. This guy has a message about early voting. I have Kevin Costner on the line for you. All right, let's talk to Kevin Costner. Hello, Paul. Hello. How you doing, man? Hey, how are you doing, Mr. Costner? <laughs> What's going on? Well, I'm just kind of... And you'll hear my chat with him. And of course, I absolutely need to hear from you, Paul at Y98.com. I will respond to every message. 
All right, let's do it. Life After Lemons. Life After Lemons with Paul Cook. The podcast. Well, I have finally managed to have the girl who is running and gunning and always somewhere else and doing three things at once. The Jennifer Cook is right here with us today for Life After Lemons. A chat about our lives and uh, what it was like before the lemons, the lemons, and then life after lemons. Welcome, Jen. Thanks for having me, Paul. I uh, <laughs> I realize I have to make her mad in, in, in order to get her to talk louder. So I might punch her in the arm a little bit. Well, no physical stuff. <laughs> None at all. Okay, so we're coming to you from our new home. It's not a new home, like 100 years old or something, but our new home in Kirkwood, and we're so grateful to have the nicest home we've ever had that Jen works so hard and we both do that we're able to be here. And I think if you look back at our plans for life, we met in college in 1991. We started dating, believe it or not. And today in 2020, we probably thought we'd be a little bit right here, you know, but maybe never considered that we couldn't you know that we wouldn't and that a disease would be put in us both multiple times that most people not most I shouldn't say most many people don't make it through it what's it like when you look back at uh the life plan and then what happened it's pretty surreal honestly uh you just look back and you laugh that you ever even had plans because it's like uh if you were planning not to have cancer check that that didn't happen uh you know uh, right uh and then bust their plans right there absolutely so that was yeah it's just it's just it's comical looking back but it gives you perspective and how to live on the other side um so um i'm thankful for that but yeah we we've been through it it's not what i would have expected uh, marrying you all those years ago. <laughs> 1998? I, kinda, I knew we'd have an exciting life, but I didn't think it would be this exciting. I know. With this much, uh, you know, not trying to be a victim, but this much pain. Right. right. <laughs> Physical, well, yeah, mental, definitely. spiritual, all of that. And as we look back and or we look forward and have cancer behind us, hopefully, uh, then, you know, you can get back into living and those goals and those plans but your mind is always kind of back there. I've had cancer more recently. You had breast cancer in 2014 and have gone through so many different uh, treatments and continue to do to keep that away. And you had the huge surgery and then I've had it more recently. And I wonder if I'm more paranoid about the next report, the next scan than you are. Maybe. I've always been one to kind of block things out, so <laughs> um, I just kind of take it day by day. I don't get, I, I, I say that, but this certainly what's happened to me and you has changed that a little bit. I guess I am a lot more weary of those upcoming test results than I would have been in the past because, you know, right. once you've been affected, you can't quite shake that. It could happen again to you, so, and and knowing that it happened to you twice. So, yeah, um, yeah, it, it changes the way you think about things. And as a person, you, you it definitely changes you pretty quickly. 
Yeah. On hand, how you handle situations and how you look at, um, you know, life. I know. And, and people always say, how did you do it? How did you manage to do it? And I think you would say the same thing. You just do it. You don't have an option. So you just do it. Exactly. That is probably the funniest and most popular question. Like, oh yeah. gosh, you seem like it, you don't have a choice. <laughs> you no. either. It's very sweet. And it's saying, it, yeah. I think it's the way like, of saying, I, don't choose. You, it's not I like respect you... what you've done. You know, it's right. their way of saying and that's, that. That's nice. But just like you said, you don't choose it. You just like every day, you just get up and you, you move forward, you know, because the alternative is not great. So oh. you just keep moving. And you know what? You, before you know it, you are on the other side. You know, my uh, favorite I think it's time no, to bring up I my what favorite is uh, <laughs> reference or a song lyric that helps me get through. If you answer this question, you'll you'll be good. Mr. Lenny Kravitz, <laughs> once you dig in, <laughs> she says it all the time. <laughs> you get to the other side once you dig in, right? Is that the lyric? That's what, you that's, tell me. Well, Can you say it's, it? it's roughly that. It's yeah. a, it gets to do that. <laughs> I've forgotten it over the years. But yes, I I, I, I do a nod to uh, Lenny. You get the general all feeling the time, that Lenny you know? Leonard I, was Lenny going with. Lenny is on my side on this I, and helps me. How much <laughs> I would love to play it, but we don't have the rights to play music on podcasts, so I can't. So that's why I wanted you to sing it, Jen. Go. I, I cannot sing it. But. Not going to happen. Um, okay, so yeah, that's very interesting. Uh, you know, I remember in 2014. You know, you had had a little uh, mass way back in the 90s, you know, that we didn't think much of. And it wasn't anything, but you did have to have a little procedure to have it removed. Well, you're right. A, a I, breast, uh, I'd always had fibroids, and I'd had a couple procedures over the years. So when I was, you know, had the same thing pop up, I really didn't take it too... Something, you know, I say I didn't take it seriously, but something kind of deep down in me thought... This might be different. And when the biopsy came oh. back, and I'll never forget that day. And, and they're like, well, yeah, like, I, mean, I can't comment because I'm just the, the nurse, but y- it's pretty likely you got a good little bit of cancer in there. And I'm like, oh, like, just, it was just, you just feel like you're in a fog. Like, did I, did I hear that right? You know, and you're just like going through, like, you're just kind of floating through the next steps, and they'll take you here to talk more about it. Hey, you're your husband probably should come back and listen to this conversation. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, this is for real, isn't it? And then just the next steps and how, um, you know, like you mentioned the the surgeries that were going to um, happen and getting your head around that. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's just a whirlwind. But, um, you know, the big thing that stands out to me, how much support you gave me during that time and, I think that helped me realize that, you know, yeah, this sucks, but (laughs) we're going to get through this. I never had a worry, even after the surgery, that you would, you know, feel any differently about me or love me any differently. So that was good. (laughs) I marked that on a positive. Well, I want to, you know, maybe a little bit later um, talk about that just a second. But, you know, I don't know what we were thinking. We were totally clueless. We went to the hospital with our two preteen daughters, I think, in 2014. Oh, yeah. They were still in elementary, like, kind of not even in middle school yet. Yeah, messing with the coffee hot chocolate machine. You're in there. I thought and it was a, like, just kind of, a, oh, hey, we're out here with an appointment for mom. No biggie. I'm like, 
Holy crap. And then you come and get me. So we leave the girls <laughs> out there with the uh, machines and all that. I'm sure pre-COVID, hey, obviously. Can you watch our kids? Uh, we got to get our cancer diagnosis. Yeah. Info. And sitting on that couch, oh you, you, it's almost like it's so familiar now because of the, we've had it three different times. That swirling emotion that, did this just happen? I, I know it's so familiar with you. I wouldn't recognize it with anyone else of us just driving and the world's swirling fast for you. I've got to contact so-and-so. We've got to do this. My mom, my, and even the next day, swirling. And you are just in this slow motion, fast motion outside. You know, it's right. just such Kinda a weird... Kind of like a vacuum. Like, you're just like, everything's going on around you. You're, yeah, totally. It's, right. it's, um, Point. it's crazy. Uh it's like you're a zombie almost. You're sleepwalking mm-hmm. as yes. all this is coming at you. Yeah. And I remember making sure I returned the texts from everybody. You know, like, why are you worrying about this, Paul? You know, text them an emoji to say you you appreciate it. But I would want to be called, you know, thank you. Well, we're going to make, you know, right. all of that. But, you know, to your defense on that, you probably just wanted a sense of normalcy. Like, okay, I'm doing this. This is what I would do any other time. And so just like not to be like, oh, crap, our lives have completely changed from here on out. Like yeah. nothing will ever be the same. You know, so I think I, I get where you're just like, OK, you know, and, and a big part of our personalities is making everyone around us feel OK. <laughs> like, oh, I know this sucks for me. But yeah. how are you? How are you feeling about my diagnosis of cancer? Yeah. Are you going to be OK with that? Don't be sad. But and you're like, what the hell? What am I doing? <laughs> That's. Yeah. Consoling my—that's a uh, whole other podcast. <laughs> but you, uh, yeah, right. The the uh, approval addiction is another podcast entirely. I am talking with my wife Jennifer Cook. I'm so grateful that I could talk with her about you know everything we've been through and do it on this podcast. You know, you can't sit and do this over a Taylor Swift eight second uh, intro. You know, so I'm grateful for that. And I just wanted to reset and let you know if you're listening who we're chatting with here. Um. So, yeah, that swirling life, and then you have the surgeries and all the scans, and it's you're battling yourself in a way of the mind and the fears, and you are better at blocking out. I was Google all night, you know, 11% chance of uh, survival for me, you know, and for you, it was like that too. Breast cancer is claiming so many wonderful people, and it's just brutal. And in my age, 50 or under, under 50 Colon cancer, especially in our region, is growing major, 30 and under. Uh, so that's that's brutal. 40 and under, that whole age, is it's just a weird thing just to throw that historical context in there. But I wanted to get to, before we go to life after lemons, well, maybe this is life after lemons. It's the surgeries we've had that have changed our lives forever, you know, uh, Many people get a lump removed and they move on. And I don't mean specifically here, but to admit that we've both had surgeries that we both deal with today. How is that for you? Well, I will say, even though I, you know, I did have the the double mastectomy um, and you think, wow, like when I would hear that other people have it before, I'm like, oh, holy moly like what is like how do people remove you know both their breasts and move on and like I was very fortunate you know if you don't you don't know what you don't know right so um 
I was so fortunate to be here in St. Louis and be in the care of, you know, WashU, you know, like the primo doctors um, and Sight physicians men, and right. with everything. Um, I was in such good hands. So my surgeons did a, an excellent job and, um, you know, especially, you know, my plastic surgeon and, and how we were able to, you know, quickly, you know, realize, you know, I wasn't going to be too too different than I had been before, you know, after all was said and done. So I wouldn't say like cosmetically, you know, things have been, you know, there were, I was very pleased, but there are, you know, certain things that you just look, like you said, like post-care that goes on seemingly forever, it feels like. And, you know, like with the radiation and um, uh, scar tissue and things of that sort are certain, you know, like pains that you experience, like well after, like years after yeah, the you surgery, you're like, like, like what's that about? And just, you know, but uh, yeah. So, I mean, I, I mean, comparatively, you know, uh, my surgeries were nothing compared to like what all you had to go through and like how life changing. Cause you know, really honestly, mine was, and I think I, I said it before, you know, it's, and I, I think I got in trouble for saying this, like, yeah. you know, it's breast cancer is kind of like you know any other <laughs> sickness, which I don't mean that for real, but like it can severe, it, but... you can overcome it. it. If you get yourself in the right care and you take the steps, it doesn't have to be life altering, like life ending. It can be like life something ending. that like hey yeah I had that I dealt with it I still deal with it but I'm okay. It didn't change my life and I really honestly in my situation. It didn't. Broadly, you're right. Did it change how you look at yourself? Uh, maybe a little bit, but, you know, it, it maybe taught me a better way to look and value life, I guess, in a good way, positive ways. But I can't say it in a negative way. You know, I um, there were so many great things and wonderful things that came from that. People that I, uh, you know, good, wonderful relationships, knowing where their true hearts and intentions were, kind of came to the surface in that. So, I mean... Honestly, I got probably more out of breast cancer than I didn't because, mm-hmm. the, the, I mean, then, um, and I can say that because, you know, knock on wood, I'm healthy today. Um, so. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, and you don't deal with the active mind as much as I do about the next scan or, you know, we ha- this was in our bodies. We'll have to deal with it maybe coming back, you know, uh, like it does for so many. I think you do better at that and you keep busy in that. Right. Yeah. Well, what would you say is the most negative thing that came from it? Uh, well, just maybe the, you know, I'm not much of a medication taker and just like that, um, you know, ongoing treatment programs. That's probably been the, the most difficult for me to do to be on a regular regimen of like medication and, um, you know, treatments. Um, I think that's probably been the most difficult. Uh, what about know. femininity or any of that body image? Any? Well, again, and I, I you know, I, uh, it's so important. And it's, um, you know, again, I was very blessed um, that I had such great surgeons. Um, my plastic my, my plastic surgery, yeah, because I never, you know, mm-hmm. I was able to do it kind of one stop shop, and I was able to have my implants done at the same time as the surgery. So I didn't really have that downtime, which I know is so difficult for so many women um, that maybe have to have, uh, you know, some time before they get their implants in, or 
Um, yeah, so, the, the, and, the and lose and they have to that. do, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want to get too graphic here, but, you know, I was very fortunate. You want me to get graphic? Get graphic. I can always well, edit. <laughs> you know, like, you know, things that you kind of become partial to, like, you know, your nipples. <laughs> <laughs> At least I could, uh, you could see her mouth like, nipples. You know, I mean, that's a big thing for ladies. And I, I, I'm very fortunate I was able to keep my original bear but you know i know that there's so many great things out there that people are able to create ones if you have to lose yours and things like that but gosh you know i i know people struggle much more than i i had to in this process so i'm i'm so grateful yeah that's great uh appreciate it i know i appreciate your honesty what about hearing that you know you're through it and now we're in 2017 and 18, and what the F? Your husband now has the C word. Yeah, that was, that sucked so bad. I couldn't, that was again another whirlwind. Like, what? Because I wasn't able to go with you, obviously, to the, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I just, I was routine. You're getting a colonoscopy, you know. At, at the time, I thought, you know, okay, big deal. I got to work. You know, I'm glad somebody can go with you. I didn't really, I my just dad. didn't think about it. I mean, my experience with colon cancer sort of was like my dad had a couple of polyps slipped off at the t- time and no big deal. Oh, hey, that, that was cancerous. But you know what? No big deal. No further treatment, nothing. And that was all there is. And so when you said that there was a was such a larger mass and that they acted in such a poor way when, <laughs> when you came out of, um, the procedure, like, I just still couldn't get my head around. Like, there's no flipping way that us in this our 40s are both going to have cancer. I just, I couldn't even Great put point. that in my head. I'm like, well, yeah, that, that's my thing, Paul. Why, why are you trying yeah, to horn in on it. this? You want to be the, you want it to be all about you, I guess, huh? No, i like, no, crap, this can't happen. So then when, you know, clearly it was happening, it was just, it was just, it was horribly, uh, one of the, I have to say, one of the worst times of my life. I mean, and I know it was you. I'm making it about me. No, but I mean, no, because I was so flipping scared. I just thought, I I can't even put into words what I thought. And so you were saying that you were Googling things and that I was there too, like, for you. It was different when it was me. I felt like I had more control over it. But with you, it seemed just so, like, there was no control, and it was it was a hard time. Hmm. Yeah, I know. I understand. People are like, I got this to do, but someone else, it's like, oh my god, this person might not be here, and I've got yeah. two kids. Did you ever consider that? <laughs> All the time, and you know, you're such a big part of you know our family and with our girls. And I thought, and this is probably strange, but just tr- truly, honestly, I thought maybe. The family could sustain if I wasn't here, but they couldn't without you. And just, mm. it just was just really hard to get my head around. And I remember, you know, you know, driving to work and just thinking about every single day on my drive to work and like just praying. So just, just praying and just hoping to get, we could all get through it and that you'd be okay. We should mention our community. St. Gabriel community in South City was heroic uh, for us with their prayers and 
miraculous, I believe. Uh, I tried to get this cancer taken care of or this pain, this way of going to the bathroom for about a year and could never get anyone to take it seriously. Scans, things like that, but no colonoscopy until it was brutal. And then you wake up from that little nap and they have these looks on their faces like, you're the last one of the day and this is the worst we've seen in a long time. And I remember I didn't even read the paperwork. I just was looking at it. You know, it looks so different than other colonoscopies. And like four days later, I saw that it said malignant likely, you know, and uh, then all these tests and scans and maybe two weeks later or more, the doctor says this is likely stage four cancer in your liver too. And it looks the same. It is the same. And you're like, that's a gut in the gut because you had stage two plus, you know, that was brutal. We thought, okay, at least you can get it taken, you know, hopefully like you. And then you're thinking, oh my gosh, you know, what the hell? Right. Well, that's, that's so true. We were just getting our head around, okay, you have colorectal cancer. Okay, here's the next steps. And then the whole liver or like holy like you said gut punch is like an understatement yeah. you're like you gotta be flipping kidding me and i really wish i could say the f word here but <laughs> you can <laughs> that's can all right it. i no, want to hear you say the right. f word no. flipping but i'm trying to keep it you know <laughs> to where everyone could hear it right. i guess so anyway um yeah that, uh, that made me so angry that was like it's just something about that four status makes yes. like this is flipping this is your old, it's over lights you know it's uh check please it's, yeah. it's over you know there's no coming back from stage four of you know anything well, you hear so you always you hear, hear it's just yeah so yeah that was a really dark time so that was it was great when we kind of got some light on the whole liver aspect of it all and that that could kind of be a little more you know, manageable and not so, because you. I guess I still felt, even though I knew there was going to be a significant surgery for you, that people can come back from, you know, colon, you know, colorectal yeah. cancer and with the surgery, but then the liver, that was just crazy. But so I'm very thankful that that kind of, you know, and again, I, I can only say it was through prayers that, you know, something made a change there that that wasn't an issue. Yeah, incredible liver doctor through Seidman. Like they said, he does the most surgeries of anyone in the world here in St. Louis. And he was a funny little guy for another podcast. But they they said all of a sudden uh, after, well, eight rounds of chemotherapy that it wasn't changing with the other cancer that was shrinking, that they thought it could be possible that this wasn't cancer. Another scan, and they then determined... They don't think it's cancer. So that was the stage four part of it. Definitely stage three. And I said, how often does this happen that you reverse it like that? And he said, very rare, very rare. And that's why we say prayer. Yeah. They prayed it out of there, you know, (laughs) along with the, the unbelievable gift of modern medicine. They prayed it, you know, those people made it, we believe they, they helped us. So yeah. Uh, Unbelievable. Well, it's funny thinking about, like, we're talking here about being in this new place and, you know, at at your first surgery, we were planning on moving out of our wonderful neighborhood. 
And it was at the stage three where we said, oh, you know, we can do this. I mean, yeah, this sucks. And this yeah. this might be Before difficult. anything, really. This might be Too a much. little bit of a, uh, a hindrance. But, you know, we can move and do this. And we're, we're still all systems go. We found this house in Webster. We love it. We're just, we're moving forward. And then right around that time, stage four, liver, all that. We're like, holy crap. I think God is saying, no, you're not Don't moving. Move. You're not moving, idiots. You can't do this. You can only... And then, again, I think there's that connection with that community, the beautiful people of St. Gabriel's Parish. Um, I, I honestly, I, they're serious prayers, and I, I know for a fact that that's what happened. Yeah. So that's what God is... Yeah, and uh, uh, they continue to be amazing for us. Even though we're in Kirkwood, we go to Mass there. That's our church and our people, and um, it's so amazing uh, how that changed. And we had a we had a contract on a dream house in a way, and it was like, nope, these people are too incredible in, in many ways. They gave us money. They gave us uh, they gave our daughters things. They gave us tons of food. You know. So uh, if you can get involved in a community like St. Gabriel's, you have, and they did that for you too, Yeah. for you in right. 2014 and uh, so unbelievable. Blessed. So life after lemons with my wife, Jen Cook, uh, today it's much more normal and, you know, what do you use to get through any worries that you have that it would come back? Like, do you... You know, I think you just say you're you're very much able to turn the page with still concern and worry, but to just continue on not going. We're gripped with fear all day. Well, right. Um, I, I mean, I guess it comes down to faith. You know, I feel like God has proven that he's gotten us through some really difficult times and that. He surely will get us through any difficult times in the future. So I guess it's just the faith. Get us through that. You can get us through anything. What a great point. Uh, wow. Well, I love you so much, honey. You, 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 no, I, you told me, hey, you might cry. I'm like, you're an idiot. I mean, what's your story? <laughs> you're an idiot, Paul. <laughs> I don't say you're an idiot. <laughs> but I was like, you know, what, what am I going to cry about? Like, I'm having a nice little morning. I'm just going to chat with you a little bit. And now... I'm bawling like a little baby, so yes, thank you, Paul. I this wanted was to a, ruin this your was day. a great morning. <laughs> thank you. I know you'll be able to turn that page a little bit and turn it into something good. And I love you so much, honey. Thanks for coming on. I know this wasn't easy, and that's basically what you just said. This was not easy, and uh, love you so much. Thank you. Love you, too. Bye-bye. Extra tissues in the studio for that one. Thank you, if you're still with us, for listening. Kevin Costner wants people to get out and vote early so they don't get discouraged on the day of if it's really crowded. He lifted me up when we talked. I was so surprised at what a down-to-earth kind of guy he is. I hope you hear that, and I have an incredible fun fact after, so hang on. This is Gabriel. I have Kevin Costner on the line for you. All right, let's talk to Kevin Costner. Hello, Paul. Hello. How you doing, man? Hey, how are you doing, Mr. Costner? (laughs) <laughs> What's going on? Well, I'm just kind of, I'm cruising here, and I'm, you know, got you on a cell phone. What is Kevin Costner doing today? Well, I, I've come to encourage people to, to vote early, um, to avoid uh, the traffic jam that might occur on the 4th, and sometimes if that happens, you know, I think people might 
be discouraged and turn around and just for whatever reason just not vote, walk away because they, they just feel it's too long. So I think if people start now, I think, you know, it's just really important they do count. I'd like to see it happen. Kevin Costner gets just one vote like me and anybody else. How do you see it turning out? Well, I think, you know, there's, you know, there seems to be two, you know, very, I think people, both parties, you know, uh, you know, admittedly love the country and feel like they have the answer. I think it's up to, you know, we've been watching this for two years, so I'm not going to tell people how to vote. I think people are, you know, smart enough to make up their own mind who they want to vote for. I, I have watched, I've, you know, seemingly every night, you know, um, you don't have to be against somebody to be for somebody. What you do have to do is, is engage, and, and that's what this is about, and that's why I'm voting. Wow. I can only imagine the things that are said to Kevin Costner throughout the day by people in order to make you like them, but you have uh, just impressed me incredibly with what you just said there. I love to be reminded that you don't have to make an enemy out of someone in order to be a fan of your candidate because that is happening so much in the tension. Nobody should have to deal with it, feeling it, and certainly you don't want to be the person receiving that kind of hateful tension. I, I think that's true, and I think that's where we've gotten into trouble. You know, we feel like somehow that, that an argument's not going to carry the day that a soundbite will. I mean, listen, we, the truth is we, we have been watching every night, and, and the confusion is, is, is pretty loud, if you, if, if you ask me. I mean, you, you see one person say, well, I said this, and you see another person on national television say, well, I didn't say that. Right, and, and exactly. This, and, and even in their ad saying the opposite. Yeah, right. And, I, and then you watch uh, political experts, pundits, if you will, for two or three hours, wage war on, well, he said this, and somebody goes, well, he certainly didn't say that. And, <laughs> and so the truth is, you know, the American public, we don't possess the wisdom of Solomon. We don't. No. And, you know, because the other way, I mean, I, I listen, I, when my children do that to me, I send them to separate rooms. <laughs> you can't get at the truth, so you can't get at the what. So what are you left with? You're left with a feeling. I'm interested. I know you're a busy man. What do you do as far as watching TV? Do the ads get to you, the political ads? I almost feel like they're burning my soul. I know that's dramatic, but it's like I can't take it anymore. What does Kevin Costner think? I I don't like him either. I I don't like, you know, know, and I really don't like the messages sometimes that come across. Just so much negativity. I just can't imagine it actually works. Kevin Costner, I was at my block party on Saturday, and a young lady in her early 30s came up to me and said, I hear you're talking to Kevin Costner. You've got to tell him he's got a ton of young fans still, and he was great in this movie. Filmed in St. Louis. He was seen everywhere. Flyers. He filmed- oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, American Flyers. You know, I actually think I'm, uh, I'm going to be in St. Louis in January. I, I'm not sure about what the date is, but I think I'm going to be playing some music there so keep your ears out oh great coming to st louis and maybe we'll bump into each other i would love it i will look out for it pretty neat to talk to kevin costner thanks for calling st louis okay take care paul all right thank you kevin bye-bye bye-bye kevin costner is one of my favorite interviews of all time now he restored my belief in actors that they aren't just living in the clouds and not understanding reality the incredible fun fact on that one is That interview is not new. He did that in 2008 with me, before the Obama election. They were trying to get out the vote. But doesn't it apply incredibly to right now? And what does that mean? We're talking 12 years ago. How many things have you done in those 12 years? How many movies and shows has Kevin Costner participated in? But things are still the same.
even though they are unprecedented, my third time using that word, this podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Please subscribe. Please go to radio.com and listen to more Life After Lemons. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.